BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth, and today I'm going to be joined with Chelsea Curtis from What We Said Podcast and the Balanced Boss Course. She's obviously a fellow podcaster, but she's also a holistic health coach and just a wealth of knowledge. I completely hit it off with her. Obviously, I mentioned her last week as well, so we finally got around to recording together and had an amazing, amazing and honestly, completely personally inspiring to me conversation. We talk everything about her journey to becoming a health coach, what it means to be a health coach. You guys can learn so much from this one. I promise you. I mean, I personally am feeling so inspired, so I'm sure you will as well. I will issue a small trigger warning just that she mentions her eating disorder, some binge eating stuff. So if you struggle with that, she obviously is such a success story and has incredible insights to share with us, but just wanted to give you a heads up for that as well. So first, before we get into that current mood convo, let's jump into best mood and worst mood of the week. We have to remember that not every week is going to be perfect because we are not perfect people, which is why this week's best mood is so on brand because it was progress. I always say progress, not perfection. And I just think that life is about growing. Chelsea and I talk about it, about realizing things, which Kylie Jenner obviously ruined for all of us. But truly, I really felt like this week was about progress for me. I really found myself challenging myself in just different areas, whether it was doing mental health work, whether it was doing physical health challenges, whether it was challenging myself in work, just really digging deeper into things and pushing myself to be a better version of myself and acknowledging the progress by realizing the things that I wanted to challenge myself and do, I really did feel better after them. So it really shows you that little bit of progress that's so small, but so important and vital to building upon into being the best version of yourself, which is obviously always continuously growing and changing and evolving, but it's always about that progress. And unless you challenge yourself, you can't move forward and you can't grow. So this week, I really felt myself starting to take steps to continue to progress, to not stay stagnant. I think obviously in this time, it feels really easy to be complacent because there's not physically a lot of places to go. The jobs and the market, it feels like maybe there's not a lot of room to grow. But I think that's when we can really work on ourselves and our personal kind of health and growth and development and spiritual mind, body, soul, everything like that. And so I really found myself pushing myself, experiencing small new things. It can be something as small as like getting yourself to work out again, meeting new people, putting yourself in a new and uncomfortable situation, smaller, just newer habits that maybe you've kind of let slip. Like those are the things that are going to give you progress. Having those tough conversations with others, with yourself, 
just all of that stuff that really just gets good progress. And then when you see how much it's benefiting you and that you're evolving, it really does become a best mood. And then my worst mood, I think I came up with fear. And I think sometimes progress can be scary and change can be scary. I don't think anyone really likes change or maybe at some capacity or in some or in some form they don't like change. And for me, I'm someone who definitely has a lot of fear and just our daily emotional insecurities and thoughts and feelings stem from fear. One of my friends the other day said that like there's two real human emotions that drive us and it's love and fear. And I was like, damn, I wish I could be more on the love side than the fear side. But I think as long as we can recognize that fear is obviously the worst mood and that nothing really great comes from it, because right now I feel like my fear is actually just holding me back. I feel like sometimes our fear can make us do things, whereas mine actually prohibits me from doing things because I just I I get fearful and I get afraid to maybe take risks, maybe make a, a change in my life that's positive. Even though it's positive, it's still a change. Therefore, I have fear associated with it. And I find myself procrastinating because of fear. That's why I think it's really important to acknowledge that progress was actually my best mood because fear could prohibit me from having any progress. Progress is incredible and change is good. And change can be really, really meaningful and good and it doesn't have to be this scary crazy unknown thing it's actually just progress fear is always coming up in different ways always tapping into different parts of my life I think if you're someone like me who has anxiety you are not new to fear that's for sure so at least you know that I totally get you but you can see that someone with fear is capable of having a good week and also capable of getting a lot of things done while still striving for more progress so that is my reminder to you and a little personal reminder to myself to get myself out of my own head and stop living in fear and continue on that progress journey. Before we jump into mood boosters, I want to talk to you guys about Thrive Market because it is 100% a mood booster for me. You guys know last week I talked all about cooking and baking and just knowing and loving the ingredients I'm putting in my body. And a few weeks back, I became a Thrive Market member. They're delivering organic and sustainable groceries right to my door. I've gotten all of the snacks I love, those little simple Mills crackers that I can't get enough of. I've also gotten all of the ingredients for my next batch of baking videos. So you know I need my sugar, I need my flour, all that stuff, but it's the best version because it's from Thrive Market. Now I truly only get my snacks on Thrive Market and now I'm getting all of my little ingredients and things I just need in the cupboard. Once you try Thrive Market, you'll love it as much as I do. Here's why. As a proud Thrive Market member, I get the products I love and my paid membership provides a free one for someone in need, like a low-income family, teacher, veteran, or first responder. Thrive Market tailors to over 70 different diets diets and values like paleo, keto, or plant-based, delivering the highest quality organic and sustainable essentials from groceries, healthy snacks, meat and seafood, clean wines, non-toxic cleaning, and bath and body. As a member, I'm saving 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices and their carbon neutral shipping is free on orders over $49. The savings I get on my favorite clean organic products are amazing, but I also feel good about helping to support communities in need. In addition to membership matching, Thrive Market has raised over $750,000 to date through their COVID-19 relief fund. Go to thrivemarket.com mood. Join today and you'll get a free gift of your choosing up to $22 in value. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com mood to start your risk-free membership and get a free gift today. Thrivemarket.com mood. 
mood. For mood boosters this week, I actually have some fun ones. Okay, the first one, you guys know that I was saying I just am sick of the sunshine in California, aka something no one ever says, but here I am to tell you that I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. There's also a heat wave right now, which is just absolutely excruciating. I like, I know that we can't really leave the house, but like, I don't even want to step foot outside. It is so disgustingly hot. Sorry. So what I did, I saw on Kenzie's story, she was struggling with a similar feeling and she had one of those like sound machine things on her TV. And I was like, oh my God, you guys know how much I love my Apple TV. And I have the Rain Rain app on my phone. Cameron actually got me onto it. And it's basically just rain sounds. You can do like ocean waves and all that stuff. But you know me, I love rain. I want it to thunderstorm in LA. That'll never happen. So I have the Rain Rain app and I have it on my Apple TV. It's so pretty. It just has like a pretty little rain cloud picture thing on the screen. And I literally was just journaling last night, had the Rain Rain app on my TV. Like I said, I usually have it on my phone. I would fall asleep with the rain sounds just like next to my bed. But now that I have my love of my life, Apple TV, it's nice to have it on like the big screen, have like a little mood lighting in the room and have that visual up there. And then the rain sounds, it was just like so nice and relaxing. You just like light a candle, put on rain, rain. I don't know why the app is called that. It's like very basic and weird, I guess, but it's very nice. I really like it. So if you're someone that likes mood sounds... I know it's maybe not necessarily a mood booster considering it's rain, but it makes me feel relaxed, which I feel as though is a mood booster. And then my next mood booster, like I said, I was journaling last night and I bought my journals quite a few weeks ago now. They were in a vlog where I just did like a random shopping haul vlog and I got all these new moleskin journals. I have quite a few different journals for like different things. I just was using like random ones that I would have laying around the house and I started just like resenting that they weren't my neutral aesthetic, which is just like a total Lauren Elizabeth problem that like is stupid but it's true and so I got like a plain black moleskin and then a set of three like tan neutral ones and I was just like okay let's start fresh like let's get over this pandemic vibe let's start fresh journal so I started like a new sober journal I started like a new little post therapy journal and even my therapist last night was like you should just write down really quick how you feel after this so you remember and I was just like you know what usually if I didn't have like my cute little Ellie vibe journal maybe I wouldn't but now here I am here I am so I did it I pulled out my fresh little moleskin and I wrote down in my journal and I've been journaling all week such a good mood booster such a great way to get off your phone get off social media just really be present and it doesn't have to be something crazy you don't have to have good handwriting you don't have to have I mean you don't even have to have an aesthetically pleasing journal like my requirements but that's just me you guys know I'm very affected by my surroundings but you don't have to write like a long short story it doesn't have to be anything special you can take bullet points you can draw little doodles you can just write quotes whatever you want but it's just such a great mood booster to get out of that social media phone addiction area and then when you go back to your phone or back to your tablet whatever it is you don't feel as guilty you felt like you did take that little bit of time for yourself so fresh journals were a huge mood booster for me because I actually journal all week and I got a lot of great personal work done. My next mood booster is a repurchase. I've talked about it before on Instagram. It's the Hims and Hers Sleepy Time Gummies. They're like purple. You can get them at Target. I went through a whole thing of them. Cameron's definitely had quite a few of them as well, but I just really, really love them. I I looked through my notes and I it didn't say that I've mentioned them on the podcast before, but I'd be shocked if I didn't. But at least I repurchased them, so this is technically a new development. I just really like them. They don't have too much melatonin in them. They have 
L-theanine in them and chamomile extract. And I just eat two to three gummies before bed, which still is not that much melatonin. And they just make me feel so relaxed and I'm able to honestly peacefully go to sleep. I don't have anxiety before bed. I don't have trouble falling asleep. It is just such a more peaceful and relaxing process for me. And usually I get a lot of anxiety at nighttime or my thoughts start going crazy. So this has been something that's really, really nice for me to know that I'm taking it and know that I'm going to like feel relaxed so I can already start getting in that relaxed mind state. And it just makes me go to bed with like a boosted mood of knowing that there's no anxiety coming my way. I just get to peacefully, blissfully fall off into sleep. So I really like this gummy. I like the way it tastes. I like that you can just go grab it at Target. And I like that it doesn't make me feel groggy in the morning. I don't have weird dreams. I have a pretty normal night's sleep, but I'm able to get to bed much, much easier. And then my last mood booster was Palo Santo. And if you don't know what that is, it's like those little wood sticks that you see people that probably like crystals and stuff playing around with. It's funny because my brother actually made me go out and buy them. He was like, yeah, like Sam and Cameron always have Palo Santo like lit at their house and it just smells so good. It smells like Deer Valley, which is where we grew up going skiing all the time. And we just like love that smell. It's like, you know, those things that are just associated with your childhood. We'll be walking down the street and like, let's say there's like a fire burning somewhere, not in a bad way, like in a someone's making a pizza way. Hudson and I will both just go, oh, Deer Valley. Like it just is that nostalgia. And so he was like, why don't you get those like little wood sticks? Like we should burn them on the coffee table. And I happened to be at Erewhon or Whole Foods or something, you know, doing my typical LA bitch thing. And I decided to get even more basic. I got a pack of Palo Santo and just, oh my God, the smells, you guys, it smells so freaking good. Like it totally goes with the rain rain vibe and like the journaling vibe. It's so just like earthy and woodsy. The happiness I'm searching for on Zillow is like kind of met in the middle with just this stick burning in my living room. The sticks are going to be a lot cheaper than me thinking I can go to Wyoming like Kim and Kanye. You know what I mean? Don't search for happiness on Zillow, everybody. Search for it within your own soul. A lot of the stuff I'm talking about, I'm going to talk about with Chelsea because we were just like totally on the same wavelength and it's just, it's too good. But like I was saying, Palo Santo, a total mood booster, whether you have that same nostalgic scent feeling of just like a cozy winter vibe it's still just something that's super fresh it's technically supposedly hold on let me look it up i'm not going to pretend like i know the woo woo part of it it is known to relieve asthma headaches anxiety depression and reduce inflammation you can cleanse your house with it it basically clears the energy wherever you're burning it in the space you let the smoke waft around in each area um so i guess the energy in my living room is pretty fabulous because that's where i have been doing it so anyway i'm sure you're probably familiar with palo santo but i just wanted to include it as a mood booster because it also is just another little little thing that you have to physically do and you can't be doing anything else with it because you have to like light it for 30 seconds and make sure it's like wafting around the smoke and all that stuff. I love it for the smell. It's a nice little nighttime relaxation routine and it smells amazing. And apparently it cleanses the energy and reduces stress and stuff. I guess that is what a mood booster is, isn't it? Another obviously mood booster for me is stamps.com. You guys know that I am a lazy, but I'm a business girl. So I need to still get to business while there's a lot of 
of chaos going on in the world. As we slowly adjust to this new normal, we still need to be smart about how we do our business. Luckily, there's Stamps.com to make things easier. Thousands of small business owners have discovered the benefits of Stamps.com in recent months. They've been able to keep their businesses running and avoid crowds at the post office, all from their own computers. With Stamps.com, you can print postage on demand and avoid going to the post office. And you'll save money with discounted rates you can't even get at the post office. Stamps.com also offers UPS services with discounts up to 62% and no residential surcharges. Haven't you seen those TikToks of people like running their small businesses from home? I mean, hello, Stamps.com. It brings all the mailing and shipping services you need right to your computer in the comfort of your own home or office. Whether you're a small business sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or just working from home and need to mail stuff, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, you just leave it for your mail carrier, schedule a pickup, or drop it in a mailbox. It's literally that simple. And like I said, with Stamps.com, you get great discounts too. You get $0.05 off every stamp and up to 62% off USPS and UPS shipping rates. Stamps.com is a no-brainer. It's saving you time and money. Right now, my listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in MOOD. That's Stamps.com, enter mood. Let's get into my conversation with Chelsea because she is absolutely incredible. I am so stoked for you guys to listen to it. She is absolutely amazing. I let you know where you can follow her, reach out to her, everything like that. So I'm going to stop talking and let's hear from Chelsea. Okay, guys, I'm here with Chelsea from What We Said podcast and more formally now, the Balanced Boss course, because the last time I had JC on, I feel like you guys were just launching it. And now you guys have like branding and like all these courses and it is the most impressive thing ever. So we're going to jump into everything. But Chelsea, thank you so much for coming on Mood. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm beyond excited. It's an honor. I know. you. You. Oh, please. It's not an honor. <laughs> you like got out your phone to like look at your questions just already in podcast host mode. And I'm like, no, Seriously. no, no. I got this. I got <laughs> you, girl. But I'm just so excited because I've never had anyone on the podcast like you. Obviously, you're JC's like other half. And mm-hmm. you're such like an important half because you guys really complete each other. But I find that you're obviously similar on some level, but like you have this awesome, epic, like holistic health coach side of you that I'm so excited to dig into. Um, this is what I always do when I'm obsessed with someone. I just like, (laughs) like hype you up like beyond. Thank you. So let's get into first, obviously like your current mood, because I always ask everyone, I just want to know like how you're feeling. What's the vibes right now? Because we're living in a crazy time. So I feel like this is maybe the perfect time to continually ask people what's your current mood. (laughs) Yeah. My current mood. It's funny because I woke up And I was very tired. I don't know why. I actually got a good night's sleep, but I woke up so tired and I actually had a health client call this morning at like 9 a.m., which is earlier than most days. So I was kind of like woke up a little bit later and I was like, I just like do not want to work. We had a podcast interview right before this. And I was like, (laughs) you know, those days when you have more than like two things to do and you're just like, my day's going to be so busy. Oh, like literally, I'm so glad you said that because that is exactly how my brain works. If it's two or more, All of a sudden, I'm the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. (laughs) (laughs) No, literally, I was just thinking that I'm like, when I have more than two things, the night before I was telling Nick, I'm like, I'm my husband. I was like, I'm so stressed. 
because I feel like I have a busy day tomorrow, but I know I'm going to be done at like 3 p.m. So I don't know why I'm feeling like that. But anyways, I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, today is just going to be packed. I'm going to be stressed and moving around. And like, I don't like it when I feel like I'm not going to have time to relax because I'm actually not like, I actually sometimes don't understand when people bite off more than they can chew. They're like, I just overwork myself, just bite off more than I can chew. I'm like, I chew very small things at the time. Like I could probably chew more to be quite honest, but I like to take it one thing at a time. But I woke up and I was like, kind of not a, not a bad mood per se, but then I started having my call with my client. And as we're talking, like any time that I go into a health client call, like health client call, I always am a little bit nervous, not nervous before, but I'm always thinking like, okay, what questions should I ask? Like, I hope that I, they can get the most out of this. And this is kind of how I am before podcast interviews too, or at least how I used to be. And then I started, um, I started working with life coach, which is actually JC's dad. And he was telling me, I know it's funny because when we grew up, obviously we've been best friends for 10 years. I definitely know her dad very well, but I never knew he was a life coach. And then recently he was talking about it and I'm like, oh, you need to be my life coach. Like, can I hire you today? Um, so it's, it's been nice. It's been That's crazy. actually life-changing. Yeah, but anyway, so he was kind of telling me, I was telling him like when I go into my health client calls, he was like asking me, you know, when do you feel like you're the best coach? And I was saying, actually, I didn't know, one day I didn't know that I had a, like a consultation and it was like very last minute and I was like, oh my gosh, because when I have a consultation with a new client, I like to have like questions prepped and, and I got on the call and I had nothing planned and then I realized she had actually not signed up for a consultation, but a one-time coaching, which is completely different, which is like actually giving her like going through goals and I had actually never done it before. And so I had this moment of like a panic attack, but it was one of the best calls. It ended up being one of the best calls because I wasn't focused on keeping up with like the next question. I was just listening to her and like actually trying to like be a detective and hear her out and ask questions like based on her life and her problems instead of trying to be like, okay, what's my next question? How am I going to navigate to the next question? And when I do that, I feel so good in the call. I feel like they feel so much better because they're actually being listened to. And I started doing that for my podcast guests. I started, I stopped trying to treat it like, you know, I have this, you know, thing that I want to follow and I need to make sure to get to the next question. I'm like, if they say something that's really impactful, I want to like unpack that and be like, okay, well, let's talk about that. That's interesting. I didn't have that on my notes, but um, so anyways, after... I just feel like I've been growing a lot, I guess, to answer that question, very long-winded answer. But I feel like I've just been having, in the words of Kylie Jenner, just like realizing things (laughs) and just like felt like things are just making sense. And life actually, because of it, has become so much easier. Like things are not as big of a deal as I think that they're going to be, which makes life nice. Sometimes when you talk, I feel like you're speaking out of my brain. Like the few few times we've been in conversation together, like I immediately texted JC and I was like, I need her on my podcast. But it's just, it's so interesting that you say that because it, it, one, it totally correlates to how I started treating my podcast too. It was like, I, it's almost like I want to, you know, do all the prep work so that I'm not like dumbfounded in the moment, Mm -hmm. but not putting the pressure to like stick to that, you know, kind of note sheet or whatever, like really like allowing myself to unpack things. And it's almost just like when you let go in life, you can actually grow and like live in the moment more. But then there's also that kind of 
you know, productivity side of us that's like, okay, but I need to stay on track and I need to yeah. like, do that. I mean, you said that you are really good or really like relaxing. Are you like the opposite of JC in that way? Because she like, I feel like can't relax even when I she know. wants to. It is. I feel like I definitely am. And it's funny because my husband is very much like her and her husband life is very much like me where it's like, <laughs> again, like I don't, I've never related to the problem of like biting off more than I can chew, especially mm. when it comes to work. Like never have I ever grown up and been like, I want to be a boss lady. Like I've just been, I'm all, I'm like, well, I just want a good time. Let's just all have a nice, yeah. easy, relaxing, fun time. That's, I feel like why we make such a good team because obviously that team works because it's like me and my husband's team and then me and JC and JC and her husband. And we were saying like, if JC had married Nick, it would just be constant chaos. And like, <laughs> yeah. But, and then if me and Leif had gotten married, it's like, we would probably never get things done. Cause we're just like, Oh yeah, just chilling, you know, whatever, which is great. We definitely even each other out. And that's why we're like the yin and yang, you know, I used to be really ashamed of that side of me where I'm like, mm. am I lazy? Like that's the last thing I want to do because I feel like I actually am like a hard worker in certain areas. Yeah. But then again, when it comes to like work, I'm not just like, what do I have to do for work today? It's like, that's mm. the last thing I'm thinking about. And so I used to, again, like feel like that was like a shameful side of me. And as I've gotten older, again, realizing things about myself and realizing things about life, I'm just like, that's not a bad thing to just be chill and to just be, you know, go with the flow. I feel like I'm much happier when I'm just going with the flow than trying to control everything in my life because there have definitely been times when I'm trying to control certain aspects mm -hmm. of my life and it drives me crazy. Like when I can't control the, you know, external parts of my life yeah no I mean I feel like there's that just kind of guilt trip and shame where it's like we think self-care has to be a certain thing and my therapist always says she's like if you like taking a nap or like laying down is like going to make you feel better if you can stop shaming yourself for it like that is your self-care like you just have to make the conscious choice to take a nap and not shame yourself after and so it's like I feel the same way of okay, you don't really see people like t boasting about how they nap or they like laying down. And so I'm just kind of like doing the same thing where I'm realizing things about myself and then trying not to shame myself for the things that work for me. Like we don't have, let's say, typical jobs. So it's like, okay, do I need to shame myself for when I'm like laying down? If like I could pick up my phone and do something on it. You know what I mean? So totally. it's like – it's that interesting version of like letting go and figuring out what works for you instead of like comparing your productivity and your self-care to what works for someone else. It, nothing is going to be the same for each person, whether it's health, fitness, self-care, productivity, like everything. And I'm sure you know that because you're literally yeah. a health coach, you know, and I want to dive into that because I mean, I don't fully understand like what a health coach is and I know I could figure it out but instead yeah. of that I just wanted to have you on the podcast yeah. <laughs> and it says you're a holistic health coach so I want to know like how you ended up becoming one and then just really like unpacking like what that means and I mean we'll just get we'll like unpack yeah. it as we go but so how did you end up becoming a holistic health coach yeah okay there is a lot to unpack there so when I was mm, like 19 kind of had just started going to college but also hated college um, was also trying to actually pursue like music career and just mm. didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life in general. I also was, had started binging at that point. And so I, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know what I was doing, but, um, 
basically my skin was horrible. I was super depressed. I was away from home and I had started experiencing anxiety for the first time and depression and just bad mental health basically and or very unhealthy mental health and I was kind of looking for something to fill that void even though I might not even have known that there was a void to be filled and I started to do that with food. I started to look for different ways. I started doing that in relationships. I started looking for like, well, it's because I need a boyfriend. It's because I need this, um, whatever, whatever it was that I tried to turn to. And my dad has actually always been like a very big health nut growing up. Genuinely never seen him eat anything more unhealthy than just French fries. I've seen him eat French fries one time. (laughs) Thought genuinely that dads were not allowed to eat sugar. Like when I was like six or seven years old I'd never seen my dad eat sugar like he literally eats like broccoli for breakfast like oh my god it's insane and he and so I saw my grandpa eating ice cream one time and I was like so shocked and just like disgusted I was like dads are not allowed to eat ice cream like dads cannot eat that and I would see like my friend's dad's eating it and I was like oh my gosh so that's what I grew up with like thinking like this epitome of what I thought was just like health you know discipline all that stuff and he's still like that today and it's great and it works for him again mm-hmm. works for his personality looks for, works for his routine his preferences um and so when I was kind of going through this thing I started to realize like I had gained like 30 pounds from high school I went through basically what I, I think is called second puberty but like actually mm. just puberty um like that's when I f- started having my cycles regularly so it's right. like my hormones were just going crazy as also I just didn't know what I was doing so in life in general And so I started to kind of get interested in health. I was like, okay, I need to, you know, get control of my health. I need to start eating healthier. I need to start working out again. Um, And I need to like, basically, if I'm skinny again, I'll be happy again. Mm. So, you know, I need to start losing weight. That's what I thought was going to make me happier. So then I started to look into vegetarianism and veganism. My dad was just getting into a plant-based diet. And so I started researching a ton about it, was like super interested in it and was like opened up to a whole new world. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to try this. So I just kind of dived right into um, like veganism and eating completely plant-based, cut out a lot of sugar, started using my fitness pal, which is the devil in and of itself. (laughs) But um, it was working is the thing is like I started to lose weight. I started to um, become like overly obsessed with it though. So it went from one end of the spectrum to the other end where I was like, not taking care of myself whatsoever, you know, binging regularly to restricting myself completely. I cut out, I ended up cutting out like oil, never had oil, never had sugar. Um, Basically I was eating like as clean as you could possibly eat pretty much. And I was miserable both ways. When I look back on pictures, I was in the best shape ever. I was working out. I would do an hour of hot yoga. And then later that day I would do like a Kayla had seen us work out like a BBG mm. workout. So I was working out two hours a day and then I would count my calories, make sure I was like running off all of the calories that I had eaten. And then if I had like gone over, I'd be like, I'm gaining weight. Like I'm going to gain, you know, five pounds overnight and it was just miserable. I would like, again, looking back, I was in the best shape ever, but I would literally like see myself in the mirror and getting into the shower and like sob. Like I just hated like what I looked yeah. like. And it was so crazy because that is actually when I was like getting married. And so on the outside, people were like, you are the epitome of health. Like when right. we go out to eat, people were like amazed by me, which just like fueled me. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like people love this. But then at nighttime, I would go home and I would like binge per se because I was restricting myself so much on like like rice cakes or literally just like grapes, like anything that just was, 
I felt like wouldn't make me gain weight, but kind of was just like fill me up a little bit. So then I realized that I, I started reading books about eating disorders and I realized that I had one and I realized that I had like binge eating disorders with um, like purged purging tendencies. It was like, it was kind of how we were talking about on our, on um, the, what we said podcast when you were on. It's like the moment I figured out that I had an eating disorder was this moment of, oh my gosh, I don't have to live like this. Like this is not, you know, this is not the, my destiny. Like I can get help for this. And so I did, I started going to therapy and started to, you know, kind of change up my diet. I still was, it was really hard for me not to restrict and not to be so like controlling of it. But over time, I started to get really interested in holistic health and not just like the perfect health. You know what I mean? Like nutrition per se. And so then I went to lunch with my friend and she was telling me about the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, which is, you know, a holistic health coach online school. And so I went there for a year Um, I got my certification there and it just basically talks about kind of how you were saying like one diet does not fit all and that's what Mm -hmm. we're kind of sold we're kind of sold that there is a diet that's going to fix everything for you Um, we learned about all different kinds of ways of eating like plant-based keto like everything we learned about the microbiome we learned about your gut we learned about um, like morning practices just like looking at things from a more holistic view and basically just confirming what I had already suspected that health is not just like green smoothies and going to yoga and like going to Pilates Mm. and how a lot of people especially in LA do those things they'll drink their green juice they'll you know go to yoga they'll go to their cycling classes and then they're still so sick and so unhappy versus some people (laughs) in other you know communities they you know cook with a bunch of lard and they'll eat like pasta every single day and you know drink vodka and then there's they don't have any heart disease in their communities and they don't have anything like that we have like all this depression and anxiety and so obviously eating perfectly is not the answer it's like Mm. obviously there's a lot of things like relationships your career your spirituality um like cooking at home and all these other things that go into actual health and uh, that's why it's a holistic view of health so that's kind of what I do with my clients is like help them look at health from kind of a more holistic view in general so do you think that when like I mean like we said so much to unpack yeah (laughs) that Um, was a very long answer but no it's but it's you know it's meaningful it's like you can't just say like oh I was interested in health and wellness and had an eating disorder and then I went to IIN you know what I mean and it's like but I think what's interesting and I didn't even realize this and I, I I was thinking I'm gonna sound so dumb but like holistic when I think of that word and potentially maybe a lot of people I think of crystals and herbs right yes but when you say (laughs) it it's like I I hear the word whole it's Mm -hmm. like no it's a whole approach to the spirit the mind the body relationships career and now I'm thinking oh I always thought holistic was just like hippie and now I'm like oh wow like that's kind of a stigma in itself to break down and so do you think that when people come to you they really understand that like you're gonna be asking them questions and looking at their health in that holistic way or or do they come to you with just kind of those like specific health goals and maybe have that kind of skewed perception of it yeah I I like to joke that I clickbait people into working with me because (laughs) and not that I advertise this by any means but when they hear health coach Um, they think, oh, this is someone who's going to help me lose weight. Like this Mm -hmm. is somebody who's going to give me a diet plan and, you know, get me a workout routine, going to hold me accountable so that I can finally like become healthy. Yeah. 
And so when they come to me and we have our consultation, I kind of get like a health, a health background per se, like health history on them. And one of the main concerns like that I ask, like, what is your main concern with your health? And it mostly is because of the people who reach out to me the most is usually like, you know, 18 to 30 year old, you know, women, especially in college or kind of in a transitional part of their life that want to, what they don't realize at first is that they just want to be happy. They just want to feel better. And so then um, they, they usually say like, oh, I just want to be either comfortable in my body. I want to be, um, you know, in better shape. I want to lose weight. Like those are the main three things that they come to uh, me saying that they want to improve. And then when I kind of open up the conversation to, okay, let's look at all the areas of your life right now. I want you to rate them all on a scale of one to 10. Like one being you just completely neglect that area of your life. You feel like you're just lost in that area and 10 being like you feel like you're really nourishing that area of your life and you're mm-hmm. really like giving it all of your attention we go through there's literally 12 areas that we go through and 12? they rate it from yeah 12 oh my god that we go through it's kind of four areas bro- like kind of broken down into 12 mm-hmm. so each area has like three micro categories I guess um and as we're going through they'll notice a pattern where it's like okay yeah actually in this area I'm really you know if you have a relationship and it's not going well or something and you come home and you know you get in a fight you know with your significant other it's like what's one of the first things that you're going to do especially girls our age they're going to go either you know to the kitchen and start emotional eating or they're going to like have a glass of wine like whatever it is they're going to Mm -hmm. look for something to fill that void so then when you realize the things that we are taught to do in these like health situations that most people come to me for at first they want a band-aid for something but we're going to like actually do the whole shebang we're gonna get to the root of the issue and kind of just help you look at life in a new perspective so that you can have like a way better experience of life in general Mm -hmm. um so then by the time that we're working we end up actually not I never give anybody diet plans I never give Mm -hmm. anybody a workout plan um basically all I'm doing is talking to you and asking you like what are your concerns like what's going on trying to dig deep and to see like asking clarifying questions to kind of figure out what actually is wrong like it's not that you feel like you're overweight it's because you feel like you're overweight therefore you think that because you're overweight you can't be happy that's the problem not being overweight overweight is not the issue it's what you think about you being overweight it's what like your perspective of these things are let's say like I or something like came to you with a goal do you you find that you're able to like break down these barriers and help them change their mindset too instead of like what if someone just kept being like okay but like what are your tips like but what should I eat like how do you kind of like do you know what I'm trying to say yeah no 100% people do that yeah yeah so like how do you handle that yeah especially in the first couple sessions like we'll kind of bring up an issue and then I'll try and get a little bit deeper into it and they'll be like well and I'll ask them I the other thing is, is like I actually rarely give them advice in terms of like this is what you should do. I usually ask them like what do you think is the best thing that you can do in this situation? And it's like we all have the answers for what we need to be doing. Um, but yeah, they'll, they'll always be like well, I mean the last thing that I had a question about is like what are some recipes that you have for, you know, this or that? Or like what is, you know, some workouts that I can do that's good for my abs or something like that? Which is fine and I'll be like oh, I do have some like tips or whatever but – what it really is like I'm hoping by the time that we're done speaking is that they'll get that it's way more than that. And when they actually get like the the root of the understanding of just like life in general and when they come to this place that they have um, 
they kind of can break down those yeah, narratives about certain things in their life when they can kind of figure out what they what's actually holding them down that they'll realize that those things are so simple and they'll come to them on their own like they don't need somebody else to tell them how to work out they don't need somebody else to tell them what they should be eating it's like as humans we're literally the only species that like talks so much about what we should eat it's like squirrels don't talk to other squirrels about like what nuts should we be eating this season like <laughs> you know it's like we think so much about these things and we overcomplicate it I actually just like shared this quote on my Instagram yesterday that was I I took from my book I wrote this like planted it's called planted it's like an ebook for transitioning into a plant-based diet but kind of going over all areas of life and kind of going at like you know trying a new diet per se not diet as in like what you actually eat. you know everybody has right. a diet everybody's eating something um, and trying to eat more plants and kind of how to do that in a more holistic way again and in the beginning of it I basically was saying like I've over I've overcomplicated eating like food is so complex but that's all done for us like food is literally like planted in these ecosystems they're there to thrive like basically God did all of the hard work for us he literally like made our bodies able to be nourished by these plants that we can eat and like all we have to do is like harvest prepare you know eat and share and that's really all we do we overcomplicate it and so from that comes like diseases and animal abuse and like worker abuse there's just like so many issues because we've polluted the simple act of eating Mm -hmm. and when we break it down and we like actually get to that place where we're just feeling like we're listening to our intuition we realize that we're already enough we know what to eat it's like very rarely when I'm feeling like you know this feeling where I'm feeling so present and joyful and just like truly accept myself do I want to sabotage myself you know quick break to talk to you guys about better help you guys know I'm someone that struggles with anxiety and just has a lot on her plate so for me talking to someone is what makes me live my best life and truly am able to be the best version of myself and that's why I'm so happy to be partnered with better help because I truly believe in this service and I truly believe that anyone everywhere everyone can benefit from this better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist you can start communicating and under 48 hours it's not a crisis line it's not self-help it's professional counseling done securely online there is a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas the service is available for clients worldwide you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor you'll get timely and thoughtful responses plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy better help is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily danielle said she has been very understanding and gives me several different ways to try to help control my anxiety she has been fantastic so far that could be you visit betterhelp.com mood that's better h-e-l-p and join over one million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional in fact so many people have been using better help that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states and i have a special offer for my mood listeners you can get 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com mood that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash mood back to the podcast i think the word too that sticks out to me is is when you said um like I don't know if you said intuition but I I was thinking like intuitive like 
I've been seeing a lot of different stuff just about like, let, let's say, quote unquote, intuitive eating. And yes. I feel like for me, it, it's interesting that you say that we overcomplicate food because, you know, for me personally, I feel that that has happened to me because of living here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And I've never been someone that struggled with um, really just like weight or health health in a sense of like wanting to look different, I guess. Right. And so it's interesting that when someone brings up intuitive eating, I just think, Oh, okay. Well, it's exactly like you said, if I realize what I feel good eating, then if I'm eating intuitively, I'm not going to want to sabotage that because I intuitively know like this makes me feel good. And so it's so interesting how we can get so lost from that because Mm -hmm. Like you said, like, I know what makes me feel good and I know what makes me not feel good. But the fact that we use food to fill those voids, it becomes this emotional thing and it's so hard to kind of rip away from that. And so it's like, I know all the answers and I I know intuitively, yet I'm still sometimes sabotage myself. So do you think that that's maybe what people come to you for too almost yeah does that make sense no definitely and and that's what the goal is is to get them to a place where they are intuitively eating in terms of like they're living intuitively like once you're living intuitively intuitive eating comes naturally it will come to you and I was gonna say with the overcomplicating you know eating and stuff like I was basically saying I've overcomplicated eating because I've overcomplicated love like I've overcomplicated loving myself I've overcomplicated loving other people I've overcomplicated loving life and so when I just kind of understand what love actually is and it's just like being present in the moment and like acceptance is just like letting go of your side of the story of what you think everybody everything should be and what everything is and you're just existing and you're just like you know that feeling like when you're just like feeling Mm -hmm. I'm kind of feeling it now because I'm talking about it but it's like (laughs) you know you just feel good and that's what I hope that they can get to and then they'll start to notice that start to happen in every area of life like they'll no longer um I just my client this morning we were talking about this because she was saying you know I always want treats like I just can't stop having treats so I think what I need to do is stop buying treats and I said okay Mm -hmm. what if we tried this like what if you actually bought as many treats as you wanted and you kept them in your house at all times and she was like Okay. I was like, because like, just trust me on this (laughs) intuitive eating when you're, you know, because I felt like she was at this place where she kind of understood that. Like she kind of understood like the abundance mindset of things where it's like the more energy you put into, you know, what you resist persists. So when you're thinking so much about these things that you can't have, that you shouldn't have, you're putting energy into them. So you're thinking about them versus when you think about all the things that you can eat and that you want to be eating and you know, everything else that's what you're putting your energy into. You're not even thinking about those other things. Um, and I was saying, I buy as a, a lot of treats. Like when I go to the store, I buy, you know, huge chocolate bars. Like I buy cookie dough. Like that, that's decently, you know, not the complete processed sugar stuff, but I don't yeah. ever restrict myself in terms of that. I'm like, okay, I want to try this new, you know, sweet or this new ice cream or whatever. And I have a ton of it in my house all the time. And I do not... And again, I'm like a recovering binge eating, you know, I had a binge eating disorder and I'd never binge anymore. Like it's been so long since I've binged because I have those things accessible to me. They're not like almost just like staring at me. You know, when you're thinking about them all the time, it feels like that thing is just like staring at you from the fridge or like staring at you and being like, please eat me, please eat me. 
And if you only have a little bit of it in your house, you feel like you have to finish that for some reason. Like it's just like begging you to finish that bag or something. When you kind of understand this, like you get to that place where you're just living intuitively in general, then I go and I eat. I'm like, oh, I want something sweet and I'll go eat something sweet and I'm done with it. And I'm I'm not Mm. thinking about it for 10 minutes. I don't like battle with myself. Should I eat this? Should I not? It's more just like, oh, I want something sweet. I'm going to grab a little piece of this chocolate bar and like I don't, again, I'm not like, I'm just going to have half. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to eat as much as I want. Intuitive eating kind of looks like that where people think intuitive eating either is going to be 100% clean food or it's going to be, you're going to be eating like pizza and, you know, chips and you're never going to eat anything healthy. In reality, it's like a balance of both. You're going to be wanting, you know, I'm going to be like, okay, I would want something fresh when you're actually learning to listen. It's like, I want something fresh for lunch. I'm going to get a salad. And then first snack, it's like, okay, I want like a crunch. Like I want some, you know, Mm. crackers and, you know, whatever, hummus or cheese or whatever. Then for dinner, it's like, oh, I want something heavy. Like I want something that's going to like fill me up. So I'll have some pasta with some greens and like broccoli or something. And I don't give that much more energy to it. And that's what intuitive eating is. It's like I never once let shame or guilt get into my meal time. And I'm not saying never as in like it never ever happens, but it happens so much less than it used to. And so Mm. today she had – um. Because that was last time that I talked to this client that she was saying this. So I, I told her, I'm like, just buy as much as you want and just try it, you know? And if it doesn't work, that's okay. This eating is, is an experiment. Eating is mm-hmm. never a mistake. It's just an experiment. So she bought, she was like, okay, you know what? I did it. I bought a ton of these treats that I love. Literally like a kilo or something like that. She's like, I bought literally a ton of it. <laughs> and she was like, it worked. She's like, I genuinely didn't. Like I would grab it here and there and... I don't feel like I ate too much of it and I haven't even been thinking about it anymore. And I'm like, great, that's awesome. I love to hear it because once you get to that point, it's like anything else. It's when you, again, are focusing on and putting your energy into those good things that are working, you're, it's going to work even more and you're going to be get more and more good things. It's like the law of attraction. I always think of like that, um, you know, like that like childlike thing in all of us where Maybe not all of us. I always say that maybe I just had like an authority problem. But yeah. <laughs> when someone, you know what I mean? Like when someone tells mm-hmm. you not to do something, like you do it. I feel like there were definitely some children that didn't do that. But I was yeah. one of the ones that did. It's it's kind of similar for me. Like when I tell myself I can't have something, it, it makes me want it more. So it, and it's so funny when you say like I love treats because – for me getting sober, like that wine at the end of the night, like was a treat. And so it was like, okay, this is a really unhealthy treat. That's like actually impacting my life negatively. How do I, instead of just restricting myself, like I can't have a treat. How do I find a new treat? And it's so interesting because it's so true. What you say, when I find something that I really, really like, and if I just go all out and I just have so much of it in the house, I really don't pick up for it as much because it's almost like the comfort of knowing that That it's there there. I don't know like it's just something like even if it's like closer to me like physically like if it's um in a fridge that's like upstairs as opposed to downstairs then it's I don't know like it just controls so much of my mind and obviously it's so much better like replacing let's say a glass of wine with a glass of kombucha but it's so funny like my addictive personality when I figured out that kombucha was the next great treat and I was like I found it I love the flavor I wanted more like and it wasn't until like I got sent like three cases of kombucha and they were all in my fridge and I'm like okay like limiting myself to two is not the end of the world because there's like 14 more in the fridge like yeah 
it's 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 crazy that like no I love that yeah no that's like literally a perfect example of first of all just like abundance mindset because if we think about everything in our life like that it's like when we know everything's accessible to us we don't have frantic energy we're not chasing Mm. anything so it's like for example when I don't have any treats in my house and I have the urge to eat a treat I spend literally 20 minutes thinking about should I go get you know yeah should I go pick up Cineholic like should I go get this or so much energy and just like thought goes into that mm-hmm. versus when I know I have an abundance of it like at home I just know I can get it whenever I want and I feel like mm-hmm. when we literally think about life like that in general it's like when we think about wealth like that when we think about opportunities like that that it's just always accessible to us we don't feel this frantic anxiety to try and get it because we already know it's there like we know it's there when we need it and I feel like that's been one of the things that have just kind of like clicked for me that I'm like oh I used to have a horrible relationship with money. Like me and my husband almost filed for bankruptcy a couple years ago. Like we had this falling out from this company and we were like, had to literally move out of our apartment. Like so poor, literally zero dollars. And we, and so after that, like my anxiety around money, I was just like, there's never enough. There's never going to be Mm -hmm. enough money. Like even when I get money, I know somehow it's just going to be taken from me or it's going to be like, I'm going to spend it on something. And I never even really worked on my money or my relationship with money specifically. But as soon as I, again, like just in general, started to understand this like abundance mindset where I'm like, okay, I'm just got to focus on the money I do have and know that when I need money, I am capable of getting it. Like, and I just have to believe that. And I have to, you know, I'll do little things like put cash in my drawer or something like that. So then I feel like money's everywhere and it's always coming in. And... I feel like it's made such a difference because I'm not having this frantic energy around money and I don't even think about money. Like I'm not giving it this negative energy. I'm just grateful for it when it comes. I know it'll, I know it'll be coming. Not just like, I know I'm going to get lucky, but like I know that I can make money. I can, you know, do whatever I need to do to make that money. So I just don't need to worry about it because if I'm worrying about it, that's wasted time. It's a, it's waste of my mental energy and I could be doing something else. I could be making money with that energy that yeah, I'm using. I mean, it, that's literally too. It's I for so long thought that the worry and the frantic energy was the same and equated to hustle energy and hard yes. work. And you think that w- when you lose the stress and you lose the worry and you're not almost kind of like hyper focusing on it, then everything's going to fall to shit. And it's kind of that realization of like, how you said like I know I can go get it it's almost like too what I thought too is what I always have to tell myself is I'm going to be okay like you know being able to like know in hindsight like you were okay from that experience like you can worry about that happening again but you're gonna be okay you know it's like it's kind of that like getting rid of the frantic energy and just like not even like believing in yourself like because I know some people like get a little weird around like hippy dippy like cliche like manifesting and it's like to each their own but it's almost like if you don't want to get lean that far into it almost just thinking I'm allowed to relax and turn my mind off with the notion of knowing that I'm going to be okay like everything's going to be fine you don't have to like get out like an intuition like manifest journal if you don't want to like go all the way there but it's kind of like the first step right yeah no definitely and I I think we were talking about this earlier but um with that whole thing of like oh I need to be you know productive I need to be doing Mm -hmm. this like um again thinking that the universe is going to I don't remember if we talked about this when you were on our podcast but like that the universe is going to 
either reward you or punish you for something Mm. and the universe is not there to reward you or punish you there's just you know consequences to your actions good or bad whatever that may be but even when we have like two opportunities and we're like you know if I do this if I'm productive right now the universe will reward me which is just Mm. not true it's just like what you choose the universe is going to go along with that like the universe is there for you and so you don't have to be stressed that you're going to pick the wrong decision no matter what it is like should I choose this job should I do this should I you know choose this partner it's like there's no wrong answer again life is meant to be experienced and and it's an experiment so when it's like okay I'm going to try this job it's not going to again be like the world is going to punish you for choosing that it's just that's just the path that you're on right now it's almost just like a calmer and it's so funny that we're having this conversation now too because I was feeling this yesterday literally I I said to, I was going to say this when I recorded the intro of the podcast, but it's just like too spot on. I said to my therapist, I was like, I think I'm just like a cool, relaxed, chill girl now. I'm just like calm and chill. She goes, right. Well, you're not actually, (laughs) but like that's working right now. She goes, remember this for when you go back to what, how you normally feel. And it's like, you like realize that like in the moment of, and, I, and not to use relax as in like a um, complacent state, but just yeah. like not having that frantic energy. It's like you had to remember like, okay, like I was okay when I wasn't stressed. And like I still was able to be productive when I needed to and like, you know, work out or all these like things that we think we should be doing and need to do. And it's just yeah. so interesting that we're having this conversation now because it's it's almost how you were saying you're realizing things. I, I feel like I'm also in that like growth mm-hmm. in figuring out because like you said it's holistic like just because I figured out that I needed to get sober doesn't mean like all of a sudden I'm like the picture of health like I mean take one look at my skin and you can see that like something is going on like I look like I just hit puberty over here it's fabulous (laughs) truly I'm thriving like and so it's just so interesting of my first thought was okay like I need to focus on my my health like my physical health Mm -hmm. And I need to start working out again and I start need to eat cleaner. And then, you know, I talk to you and it's like, huh, maybe it's a little more holistic and deeper and not as a punishment, you know, like I feel like right now I'm being punished for maybe not caring so much about my physical health. Like I'm working so hard on my mental health and then I'm not worrying about my physical health that like now I feel like I'm being punished through my skin and my energy levels. But it's like, that's almost maybe just not the mindset to think about it. Yeah, no, definitely. And it is when it's, you know, again, when we're putting out this energy, they're like good, you know, positive, what we, what we think is positive energy or what we're putting out this energy, you know, we're focusing on these things that are not going right. Then, you know, according to the law of attraction, it's like it attracts like things and we don't have to always label them as good or bad. It's like, I think Mm. of all, you know, we all have things that come up. It's like, Oh, my skin or like, you know, whatever happens, we have to label it as bad. We're like, Oh, that's bad. We need to get rid of this. But when it's like, okay, whatever I'm doing is attracting this. That's not a bad thing. What do I want? You know, what am I going to focus on instead? Like, and again, it's like the world has, is trying to sell us band-aids for things like, yeah acne treatment you know whatever it is weight loss supplements um anything that according to health like you know have probiotics now now you need this now you need this and it's like those are all just band-aids to us and our how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about life and labeling things and like stress is the main thing that causes inflammation and that's going to cause like our body to have all of these things come up and so if we get rid of stress we're going to get rid of 
bloat. We're going to get rid of skin, you know, things that are like coming up on our skin. We're going to get rid of, you know, hair loss, whatever it is that's Mm -hmm. really there from the stress. And the stress comes from like the narratives that we come up with and labeling things as bad. And I definitely get that from you too, that you're like in this stage, which I think is so like positive that you're, you know, realizing things again, I hate, really hate to sound like, why did Kylie ruin it for us? I know (laughs) like just realizing things though. and, And understanding again, just having an understanding of life in general and like feeling, Oh, I remember what I was going to say when you were talking about, you know, with your therapist and you're like, I feel so calm. Like I'm just, that's how I feel. Like I'm just feel so even keel. And I always have this, you know, sense that like something's coming, like I'm not going to be like this, you know, something's going to come back. I'll have those thoughts too. Like is my eating disorder come back? Am I just being, you know, Mm. brainwashed into thinking everything's fine. But I was actually talking to my coach. His name's Andrew McKee, by the way. I think his, his, um, he doesn't have any pictures on Instagram, but it's Andrew McKee coach, I think, or a McKee coach. Um, I don't know. You can go to my Instagram and see it. um, I was talking about this feeling that I had where I was like actually driving home from JC's house. And I was like, I feel so grateful, so happy. Like everything's good. Not that like my life is picture perfect by any means, but it's like, because I've told myself that I'm just so happy, I feel happy. And I'm like, had this overwhelming feeling where I just felt so good. And I just wanted to like post about it and be like, you guys, I want everybody to feel this happiness. Yeah. And then I, you know, I was talking to him that, that day and I was saying this, I had this great feeling. And then the next week when I came to him, I was like, uh, I had the worst morning. I was literally so crabby. Like I was being really bossy to Nick. I just feel like I'm in a bad mood. He was basically like, okay, well, how far away does that feeling that you had last week feel? And I was like, pretty mm-hmm. far, pretty dang far for being quite honest. Yeah. And as we kept talking, I started to feel better. Like I started to feel, you know, as we went through our session, I was like, I feel so good. Like I feel excited again. I feel motivated. I feel um, just happy and like peaceful. Like again, everything's going to be okay no matter what. And basically we were, you know, kind of came up with the realization that that feeling's never far because it's inside of you. Like it's not something that you have to chase externally. And so it was funny because right after I had that call, I had a call with one of my clients and she was saying the same exact thing. She was like, I'm sorry, you have to talk to me today. I'm in the worst mood. Um, I feel so discouraged. I feel like I've been trying to lose weight and I just, I cannot do it. And I feel like I've been trying and it's just not good enough. And just being very, very negative about herself, even though she has like done some amazing things. And I asked her the same thing. I was like, okay, well, I've actually just recently went through this. Like, when was the last time that you felt so good that you just felt like pure joy? And she was like, well, actually, like two days ago, I was kayaking with some friends and um, and some family. And I just was having the time of my life. Like we were out in nature. I was bonding with, you know, friends and family. And she's like, I just remember feeling like so, you know, present mm-hmm. and then she's like, but somebody <laughs> took a picture of me and then showed me the picture and I thought it was going to be cute and then I hated the way I looked and then I was miserable. And I was basically saying, so if someone had not shown you that picture, would you still have felt that way for longer? And she was like, yeah, obviously. And it just goes to show you like your perspective of things actually is your happiness. Mm. That Your circumstances did not change at all. Just your perspective of that circumstance changed. One moment you were literally feeling the best ever and the next moment you were feeling crappy and Mm -hmm. discouraged and whatever. And so then I asked her, I'm like, how far does that feeling feel from you right now now that you're feeling like kind of crabby this morning or whatever? And she was like, feels pretty far again. And then by the time we were talking, I was trying to like 
we, again, we kind of came to the conclusion that feeling's never that far away from you. Like that feeling that you're feeling right now where you're feeling cool, calm and collected. It's like that feeling's always with you. It just can get clouded by, you know, negative thinking or comparison, all the things that's not actually us. Mm-hmm. Like we are service, we're joy, we're peace, we're all these like positive things and we're love and it just gets clouded. And so it's never this thing that we have to go externally get, which we think that we have to go externally right. get, you know, from these things like, being the epitome of health or being a super successful entrepreneur or doing this or doing that. But when we actually just realize like I am enough, that's what that saying is. It's like I am enough. I am I have my potential is already inside of me. It's not something I have to go get. Happiness is already excited inside of me. It's coming along with me. It's not something I have to go get. Then that's when we start to feel actually motivated. That's like when the realist motivation comes because when that's us accepting ourselves And I love the saying like acceptance is just letting go of your side of the story because I feel like that comes in handy when it comes to other people like just letting go of your narrative of what again like what you think you should be doing or what you Mm. should be or what that person should be. Um, And we, we really get to that place of acceptance and just being present in the moment you're going to want the best for yourself. You're not going to, people think that when you accept yourself, you're going to be complacent. Like you're saying, they think you're going to, you know, turn into a lazy bum who doesn't get anything done, but it's actually quite opposite. It's like, actually, when you really love yourself, you're going to take care of yourself. Think of something else that you love unconditionally. Like for me, I don't have a child, but it's like my dog. Like I love her unconditionally. She could do no wrong in my eyes. And I want, do I just want her to just like lay in bed all day and do nothing? No, I like want the best for her. I'm going to take her, you know, if I feel like something's wrong with her, I'm going to fix it. I want to give her the best food. I want to give her this. It's like, that's going to be how we feel about ourselves once we get there. And again, you already, like even everyone listening to this, like they already have that inside of them. They just have to tap into it. And by tapping into it, it's just getting rid of the things that are clouding us from getting there. Like even when you said you're not going to go like get it, I had that thought of how you were saying, oh, like I, the the girl you were talking to was so happy because she was kayaking and she was on nature and on nature, in nature. Yeah. And <laughs> on and like, in if she was kayaking, yeah, yeah. On and around. And I had that thought too the other day when I was thinking like, I just want to get out of here, like quarantine fatigue. Like I don't know what makes me happy, like – and literally my sponsor said to me, she was like, stop looking for happiness on Zillow. Like it's not yeah. there. And I was like, mother fucker. Like, and yeah. it's, it's, it's true. Like no matter what, like just cause if I accept myself or think I'm happy today or like change that narrative, it doesn't mean that I'm just going to be a vegetable. Like in the mm-hmm. dog example, even though like, like someone might think it's silly, like literally yeah. I thought dog and you said dog and yeah. like, it's true. You know, it's like yeah. we take care of them and we help my them husband. flourish. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Like, like cool. <laughs> we both literally thought dog, like, yeah. <laughs> like, sorry guys. But Seriously. I wanted to, to ask, cause like, I feel like obviously the two of us could talk forever, but I, I also know. wanted to ask, obviously like you have your struggles and you know, even some of the stuff you've described too is like, you're, you're figuring it out like you have your Mm -hmm. life coach how do you let's say balance helping other people while obviously always realizing things about yourself and growing and and having to help yourself as well does that make sense no that's a great question seriously because that's something I struggled with a ton when I became a health coach is thinking I have to have the perfect diet the perfect workout routine if I want to be a good coach and I also Mm -hmm. have to have a perfect understanding of life if I want to help other people And that's something I talked to, you know, my coach Andrew about. I was like, sometimes I feel like 
that's originally why I even came to him. I was like, hey, I want you to hold me accountable so I can get all these things done so I can be the perfect Mm. coach. Something that he said that changed my life, which actually is like full circle basically from what we were talking in the beginning is he was saying, don't go into interviews, calls, thinking about what people are going to think about you. Go into it thinking about how you're going to make other people feel. Mm. And if you think about the other person, like even when I'm going into a call, I used to get a little bit nervous because I'd be thinking, I want to say the right things. I want to ask them the right things. I want them to think I'm a good coach. I want them to think that they're getting their money out of this. And I want them to, you know, all these things that were all about me. He was saying, don't think about yourself. Like think about them. That's how I started going into podcast interviews as as well. Like especially with people I'd be a little bit nervous about interviewing. Like Mm. even when we were interviewing you, I was like, oh my gosh, I love Lauren. Like (laughs) I, you know, I had this thought and I actually talked to him right before, like we had our call and he was like, so what are you doing today? I was like, oh, I actually have a podcast interview. And he was saying, okay, remember when you go into this podcast interview to not think about you, like focus on the person you're interviewing and like ask them questions about them. Just forget how you're going to sound. Forget if you're going to sound dumb, like, if you're going to stumble over your words, if you're going to say like a million times, because I used to think about that all the time, what questions you're going to ask and just be in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm a way better podcast interviewer when I'm like that. I'm a way better coach when I'm like that. And he was saying there's nobody who gives like perfect advice Mm -hmm. and also is perfect. Everybody is a hypocrite. Everybody's saying, you know, we need to do these things. And we all struggle with it. Like I definitely still struggle with a ton of things. I still struggle with comparison. I still struggle with, you know, sometimes feeling frantic energy and feeling like I'm, you know, operating from a place of lack. I still feel, you know, I'll have moments when I have, you know, body image issues where I'm like, oh gosh, but it's not about that. And and when I go into a health coach call, you know, I'm focusing on them and, and focusing on helping them and I have to forget about myself. And again, like nobody's perfect and we have to remember that. I have to remember that every time I go into a podcast interview, like, there's no such thing as a perfect interviewer. There's no such such thing as a perfect interview. And if I just listen to what they have to say, because everybody has something like so important to say and it could really change somebody's life, then that's then I have the best interviews that way. Like those are my best calls. When I don't think about anything else, I just go into the interview ready to listen. Like I don't have anything prepared. I'm just there to listen. I'm there to ask questions. Like again, that's when your intuition is going to kick in you're going to ask the best questions you're going to you know listen to things and hear things you might not you might have missed if you're thinking about like what is the next question I'm going to ask or anything like that so that helped me tremendously when I you know he was talking to me about that and I was like I feel like I'm a world of a different coach now because I'm not worried about what I seem to them I'm just worried about them I'm, I'm actually not even worried about them I'm just listening to them yeah it's almost like to like the thought of someone who struggles is still able to help someone else and be of service. And I I don't know if I saw this online or if it was when we last spoke too. And it's something that I think is so, so true. It's like your struggle is what makes you able to help someone else. It's not like, oh, you struggled. So like you're, you can't help someone else because like you don't have it all figured out. It's like, no, like now I relate to you. Like now I understand you. And I can actually be of service to you. And it's just so interesting the way you talk about kind of the holistic approach and just everything that, you know, you kind of believe in and you try to help with your clients as well. It's it's so much about what I feel like I've learned about myself and just, you know, becoming sober of like, it's like, I have to take myself out of it. Like, it's mm-hmm. not about me. Like, it genuinely is about being of service to other people and, it's so it's so interesting to me and like I think people need those conversations and those people to help them look at things differently so much more than we realize and 
you know, I feel like it's like part of me wants to be like, you're just, you're a life coach. What are you talking about? You know, because mm-hmm. it is so holistic now, which yeah. now that the stripping of the granola energy is coming away from that yeah. word for me. But it's true. Like, I feel, it, you know, it's people just need to kind of look at things differently and realize what they have already in themselves. And like, so you really, you really think that like doing that allows people to live a healthier life you would say then yes yeah 100% and that's and that's the thing too is even you know when I talk to Andrew about it I'm like I'm a health and that's why I say clickbait people because people think it's about health and it is about health because when you're happy you're healthy um and you know just because you're healthy doesn't mean that you're happy necessarily in the terms of you know what the world thinks health looks like but um, that's just where I focus the most. That's where like the people that come to me struggle the most with that area specifically. Because that, again, it's like the saying, you teach what you learn or you, uh, yeah, teach what you need to learn the most. And that's like mm. so true for me. It's like, that's what I had to learn so much. Again, I don't teach like business courses per se. Like, I mean, JC does the business side of things right. when we teach our courses. And it's because like, I've learned some things along the way from business, but that's not my main struggle. And it's like, Mm. my main struggle is with health and body image and like coming to love the way that I looked and like, uh, or even just realizing the way that I look doesn't actually matter at all and getting to that place. And now I can help people who struggle with that area as well. So it's like, yeah, it kind of is like a life coach, but with a focus on health, I guess. And once people understand that, yeah, we talk about everything, like you know, it'll come up with health. And then at the end of the conversation, like I had one client, she was like talking about her sexuality and how she was like trying to deal with that. And it's like, it's a lot more than just, you know, what you eat and how you exercise. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's so cool too, that you and JC kind of like combined both of those areas of expertise for like balanced boss. And I think it's also really important too, because there's not a lot of like young women out there that really put that narrative out there of like you can be balanced and be a boss and so I love what it stands for just like on like the surface level obviously because obviously I haven't taken the courses but like I follow along and like I'm such big fans and like followers of the both of you and so I just think that like it is such an incredible message for young women what do you say like is different from or how do you kind of bring your health coach holistic expertise to that side of the course like do you find that you have to make it more black and white since you don't have that necessarily like one-on-one connection with them like what is like your main things that you're kind of giving to the women that enroll yeah um well when we go over each specific topic like for each lesson like say it is comparison like I obviously touch more on like comparison when it comes to body image because that's what I know more Again, I'm never like really comparing my, you know, business to other people's, but mm-hmm. I have a, such an issue comparing, you know, my workout routine to other people, what I'm eating to other people, how I look to other people. And so I definitely will talk more about that. And yeah, I, again, it's like the best resource I can give people is like working one-on-one with me so I can actually like ask them questions right. and, you know, get that out of them. But when, when we are talking to a broader audience, it's like there's something powerful about that. And I have to just think about when I'm talking like into the camera basically when we're doing these live sessions is one person. I'm thinking of one girl. I'm like picturing that girl sitting on her couch in her pajamas, like maybe her house or apartment's a little bit messy and she's like, you know, feels a little bit guilty about what she ate for breakfast or like what she had for dinner last night and I just have to focus on her and like pretend as if I'm only talking to her and relate to her and the more specific I am, it actually helps more people because sometimes Mm. I used to feel like I had to be really broad 
and actually helps nobody. Like the more niche I am about things and the more specific I am where I'm like, hey, I struggled with, you know, when I would take a shower, I would look at myself in the mirror and like ball my eyes out and then like dodge my reflection in the mirror. To me, when I first shared that on our podcast a while ago, I thought I was crazy. Like I was like, why would I even be that specific? Like I really regretted saying that after I said it. And so many girls related and they're like, that really stood out to me because that was like, that made me feel like I was understood. That made me feel like mm. somebody really got me versus like, you know, the broad general overstatements, you know, they were like specific. And so you really feel like, oh, that strikes a chord with me because that, that uh, you know, directly relates to what I do and what I, you know, what I experience. Wow. That's so crazy. Like it's such a good, like just for, I feel like that almost like is kind of like business advice too like even though it's yeah. like not like your side of the course it's like be niche like don't be broad yeah. like you think this it's 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 almost like you it don't realize relates. yeah exactly it's like all like the balanced boss course the last thing to wrap it up too is I wrote down which we kind of like you know talked about but just for like mm-hmm. the kind of you know like sales pitch answer almost too yeah. of like how would someone know they need a health coach? Like who is the perfect candidate of someone who like needs to kind of like lean into that option? Yeah. Okay. That's a very good question. Like speaking from me, like one of my, like not necessarily like perfect clients, but somebody who definitely would benefit is somebody who like, you know, probably in their early to late twenties and she's trying to figure out what she's doing with her career And she's very stressed about, you know, her weight all the time, or maybe it's her skin, or maybe it's, you know, she's bloated all the time. She has some kind of health issue that really like takes up a lot of her mental or emotional energy. She's trying to kind of just like find her place in the world. And she's also, again, trying to realize she's kind of like starting, things are starting to click for her. Like, Mm. okay, these things that I've been, again, sold all of my life that these are the fixes for things aren't working. I need something else. And there she's kind of looking for that more holistic view of things, but maybe she doesn't even realize it. Like subconsciously, she's searching for that. Also, a big thing is like someone who struggles with anxiety about whatever it is. Like anxiety about even just, I used to experience, like experience just driving down the road and coaching helped me with that, which is like something I didn't think that it would help me with. But, or I used to have anxiety about getting back to people like, with my DMs or like texting and and that's something coaching helped me with. And I was like, okay, Mm. wow, letting go of that stress. So basically anybody who has, they feel like a lot of the real estate in their mind is being taken up by things that they feel like are problems for them. Like there's something Mm. in their life that they're like, this is stressing me out so much. I need to first of all, talk it out with somebody and figure out like, I, I know there's something more. Like I know that there's like something more that I'm like, not getting but kind of getting at the same time it's for someone who maybe is sick and tired of just putting all the band-aids on and wants to like actually lean into it I want everyone to go follow you where can they follow you where can they learn more because I just feel like we need to shove them all onto you now everyone (laughs) leave my podcast and I'm shoving you onto Chelsea where can they go oh thanks um, okay, so my Instagram is Chelsea Jade Curtis and Chelsea is with a Y, not an A. Yes. Um, and then my website is ChelseaJade.com. Um, our podcast is what we said podcast. Um, that's on Instagram and on the Apple Podcast app or whatever you listen to podcasts. Can you tell I'm a podcaster? I have like it very much yeah. like in line and my fluctuation is the same all the time. Um, also our Balanced Boss course, Instagram is Balanced Boss Co, C-O at the very end. Or you can go to our website at balancedboss.co. And also they have like the best Instagram flow and like branding. 
ever. So we if just, you just want we like. just rebranded. I'm very excited about it. We've done a bunch of like shoots for it and stuff. I'm very excited about it. I like low-key was so mad when I saw <laughs> because I was like, this is like the exact branding I wanted to rebrand my website. And you guys beat me Go to it. it. And you, I was you like. Should, uh, <gasps> You should use the girl that we used who designed everything because we definitely did not design that. Um, <laughs> it's, oh gosh, this is horrible that I can't remember. Oh, it's studioanthea.com and she is okay. so good, so with it. Um, definitely worth it. Like I am going to use her for my personal brand as well because I'm like, I need everything that you're doing. Yeah, She's the so best taste. don't mind me. I'll just be turning into Chelsea yeah. by the time you see me <laughs> next Wednesday. Chelsea, thank you so much. I'd yeah, love to have you. you back on and I just know, like literally so thank you for everything. Yeah, no, thank you. That was awesome.